Welcome to Making Bank, the show for Bankless DAO by Bankless DAO, where each week we highlight a project and a personality from inside the Bankless DAO. We want to showcase the work that we do and the people who do it. This is our story as we journey to become more bankless. If you want to learn more about what it is that we do, then just keep listening. We hope you enjoy today's episode of Making Bank. Hi, I'm Drost, and welcome to another episode of Making Bank. Today's guest is Manuel McCoo. Manuel joined Bankless Dow at the beginning of Season 2 in October 2021. Spending most of his time in the Education Guild, he subsequently held a leadership position there in Season 3. Manuel currently holds an elected position on the recently formed Governance Solutions Committee, or GSE. He is also part of the Genesis team at CryptoNexus, an IRL crypto education workshop for business professionals. We'll also be talking about his forum post of June 9 regarding an education partnership between Bankless DAO and Mass Effect, a proposal that seeks to connect learners to subject matter experts via incentive structures. Welcome, Manuel. It's great to have you on Making Bank after all these months. Thank you very much for having me. This is definitely an overdue conversation, so I'm excited to have it. I think a lot of people come into Bankless DAO because they were interested in crypto. They started listening to the HQ podcast, either got the airdrop or heard about Bankless DAO some other way, joined it, and then found out about all the ways that you can use crypto and Web3 to do various things. And my understanding, at least when we've chatted before, is the way you came about it was kind of the reverse of that. You already had something in mind, and then you discovered that crypto and a tokenized model and this whole approach to things actually fits something you had already been thinking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a little bit reverse. So I had this idea, basically, whenever I'm trying to learn something new, whether it's being like self-taught through just going down the rabbit hole of 100 different articles, or doing some type of online education, and of any topic, like whether it's like a triathlon, whether it's crypto, or whether it's finance, like literally any topic, whenever I'm learning something new, I always end up with a million different questions after. And I never really know where to go to get those questions answered. You know, I can go to like Facebook groups, I can go to Quora, I can do Reddit, but all of those kind of have their own weaknesses or like I'm the worst with Reddit. I always get kicked out. I don't understand how Reddit works. Every time I post a question, they're like, nah, you've been banned. I'm like, I don't get it. So I gave up and <laughs> it's like, it's frustrating. I don't know. I just, I don't get along with Reddit. Uh, but anyway, every time I'm trying to learn something new, I have a bunch of questions. I never know where to go. So I wanted a way to get closer access to the people who have the answers to my question. So that was like several years ago when I was having these issues. And then the more I learned about crypto, I mean, I was learning about it anyway, just because I recognized that it was making such a huge impact on the world around me. And I felt like I had that responsibility to know what's having this, such a strong impact on the world. Like I need to understand how this works. And then as I like kind of just like scratched the surface, I was like, okay, so a lot of these mechanisms, these tokenized incentives, granted my understanding of all those things was very surface level. But from what I was gathering, it seems like this could be a pretty solid solution to this problem that I have that I was still calling Mass Effect at the time. So then I recognized that it could be a, a good way to execute it, but I didn't know how really any of it worked. I didn't know how crypto worked. I didn't know how the blockchain worked. I didn't really even know like how to create a token or why I would create a token. So that was my real like motivation to start looking into 
crypto and different educational resources that I can learn as much as possible. Before Web3, I was a business analyst slash product manager at a large financial company. And probably like most people who moved into Web3, it was probably a very similar story. They were very unfulfilled with turning the hamster wheel of corporate life. And they wanted something a little bit more impactful, a little more free. And that's when I stumbled across Bankless HQ with the podcast and the newsletter, and then Bankless DAO through the Twitter Spaces event. I got notified that there was this season two kickoff, and I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. Uh, I don't even know what a DAO is, but it's Bankless. I've been reading some of their articles for the past two weeks, so let me check this out. And this is like the story I tell all the time when I, like, why I joined the DAO was because of because you and Jen, uh, Genetics, another member of the DAO, brought me up on stage and just gave me a chance to talk and was like legitimately curious about my thoughts. And I was like, well, this is such an inclusive community. Like, this is where I belong. Cool. Yeah, I remember that day. I, I still remember that. There's a few highlight days at Bankless DAO, and that is actually one of them because this community has been extremely welcoming. And the fact that there's so many smart, intellectually curious, and open people in this community. And that's what struck me when you came in that day is you really had some good questions and then you stuck around afterward and then you gravitated toward the education guild. Did you want to maybe talk a little bit about your experience there? And because you did end up going into a leadership position, as we mentioned in the intro. Yeah, sure. So I, I dove in and because I was looking to be educated on the space, I saw there was this education guild. I was like, okay, perfect. This is where I'm going to spend the next several months and learn as much as possible. When I got in, there wasn't as many structured opportunities to learn as I was hoping for. So that's where I saw the opportunity to make an impact and help the development of the Education Guild and um, create more opportunities to learn for people like me who are new to the space and want to learn as much as possible about it. So I stuck around for season two, stayed around in season three, where I held the leadership position and helped restructuring into work groups so we could stay a little bit more focused on creating educational content and create some supportive roles like an admin work group and talent coordinators and things like that. So now I'm, I'm in the governance solutions engineer team that you mentioned as well as several other things I think we'll get to soon. Yeah, you've got a few things going on and like many of us do, but it seems like you've been able to stay on, at least from my perspective, it looks like you've been able to stay on top of them. What is your number one priority right now? So my number one priority is, I, I, is it okay to say like I have three also, like all number one priorities? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my main one is the GSE because it's elected position. I feel very honored to be elected by the community into that position. It's a very important role too. We started a couple months ago at the start of season four. And we've taken our time to get going because we recognize that the foundation needs to be built and we want to do that foundation right. We want to give everyone the tools and the resources. It's not only that we will be making several governance and strategic prioritization and contributor alignments recommendations, but we also want to create the framework and the process for the rest of the community to continue the work. So we want to create that foundation and, and that takes time. And now that we have a few key deliverables out, such as the community handbook and constitution, um, we're coming out with a SWOT analysis and a few other tools and resources to make sure that everyone has the information needed to create stronger proposals and move the organization in the direction that needs to go. 
Great. That's a lot of background work that needs to happen and having a number of thoughtful people planning for the long term there and really codifying things. I've had a chance to take a look at some of the forum detail here and the codification of the governance process and almost doing it like a software development version control where you've got major minor updates so you can keep track of things and things that aren't codified. Do they need to be codified? We're not going to get into the weeds of that here, but it's a worthwhile discussion to have and trying to be smart about how we upgrade our governance, right? As you had pointed out, even within, not to point education, but all the guilds have had challenges in terms of getting their work uh, groups structured correctly and incentivized properly and all of that. And then aligning that across the DAO. I mean, that's, that's just one aspect of it. Yeah, for sure. But what has been really awesome to see is it goes back to a point that I have, I repeat over and over, where anyone can be an educator. And we're seeing that within Bankless style, where every guild is now seeming to have education initiatives happening, whether it's design guild, analytics, treasury with their tokenomics. Uh, I think research guild even has a few like educational type content things coming out. So that's been really cool to see. Like education is definitely a priority of the DAO which is super important. I mean, I love seeing that. Well, yeah, that segues into another topic, which is learning together, co-learning, paying it forward, if you will. Everyone can be an educator. Uh, I use the term educator kind of loosely because I feel like all of us have some type of information or some type of knowledge that another person could benefit from. So even though I didn't go to school to be an educator and I don't have a formally recognized credential that I could go to a university and be an assistant professor or even a high school teacher. There's still information that I hold through my experience or just reading and absorbing content that other people don't have. And I can share that knowledge with people. So like opening up the knowledge transference to those new opportunities or to those people that just have something to share with people that have something that they want to learn. That's part of what I'm trying to do with the education product Mass Effect, which is why I joined crypto in the first place. You know, I recognized that the the crypto economics and just like Web3 principles were kind of like the right tools or the, the right way to execute this idea that I had, but I didn't know how any of it worked. So that's why I, I joined Bankless Style and tried to educate myself. And now I'm paying that forward, you could say, by creating this platform where others can identify something they want to learn uh, Mass Effect brings the learner and the subject matter expert closer together through different incentive mechanisms to be able to incentivize that transfer of knowledge. And then you mentioned how typical online education or even like typical Web3 education platforms out there are kind of like one way. And when I say that, I mean the transfer of knowledge starts from the educator to the student. And when that educator teaches something new to the student that like transfer of energy that transfer of knowledge just stops and i think we're missing out on a huge opportunity with the principles and the technology that web3 and crypto enable to continue that flow of energy and continue that flow of knowledge to create what my vision is to at least help with creating a more pluralistic world where more people hold the information necessary to solve some of our biggest problems so now instead of the knowledge stopping at the learner. Now with Mass Effect, with the right incentives, we can incentivize that learner to continue teaching other people on the platform. So if I learned, say, like MEV, say you teach me MEV, now I know a little bit more about it and I know more than other people on the platform. And so 
when someone posts a question about me being like, hey, I just learned about that. Let me pay it forward and share this knowledge that I just learned with you. So it's that kind of psych or I've been using the term regenerative education. I'm not sure if that's 100% accurate, but so far I like it. But that's the type of environment that I'm trying to create. It's like you've got this huge battery of energy, but if it's not being distributed, if it's not being used, why are you storing the energy? What's the purpose of it? Right, right. And the the purpose that I'm trying to create is getting information into more people's hands. You know, there's a lot of smart people out there and they have the power to be able to solve some of these problems. If they had access to information from experts, it's a little bit harder to get a hold of. You know, the smartest people have like the highest demand, right? Everyone wants to reach out to them. But I think with the right incentive structures, we can decrease that distance a little bit. And then another thing you mentioned earlier was having a study group kind of thing. So traditional education, like universities, they get a lot of criticism, I guess, like the traditional education structure. But one thing I think they really win at is having just an environment where you're surrounded by new opportunities to learn and people to ask questions. You kind of lose that with online education. So one way you can think of Mass Effect is, uh, I've been using the term like a secondary marketplace for information or for knowledge. So one way you can do it is if you learn something from like a cohort class, say like Maven or Udemy or even things like Banks Academy. So you learn kind of like the basic, like one-on-one level of information. And you can either take that newly formed information to a platform like Mass Effect and teach other people. But you can also be like, hey, I, I understand like the high level stuff, but now I have 100 new questions. And I'm not really sure where I can go to get the answers to those questions. So I can go to a platform like Mass Effect and ask those questions. To have like a visual, you can think of it as like a Web3 version of Quora, where you you have a question, you have a specific thing that you want to learn, and you want to get connected with a subject matter expert that can teach you that in a one-on-one style, whether that's like a phone call or a specific article that they write, like just for you, or like a video response or whatever it is, just connecting you with the information that you're looking for. To me, that's all about leveraging time. Well, I shouldn't say it's all about that, but a huge part of it is leveraging time. The more specialized things get, people get more and more siloed. And to your point about people getting together and having that environment where you're exposed to different disciplines, where you wouldn't be if you're seeking out knowledge on a specific subject, you may not necessarily get that perspective that you may need to really synthesize and incorporate it into your other knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I've also been kind of thinking of an analogy of like a mosaic where you continue to get new, more bits of information and it starts to complete the picture. And just having the avenues or the resources to be able to fill in those spots is really hard to find today. So um, that's another thing I'm trying to achieve. Yeah, and that's another leverage point too. I think when you're exploring a new subject, you have to do a lot of reading and mm-hmm. note-taking and all of that. And when we're trying to do that all individually, yeah, you can't get anywhere very right. fast anyway. And we need to accelerate this learning and get to the point of competence faster. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, not doing it alone is the way to do that. Totally agree. All right. 
Uh, let's see. Okay. Well, let's um, let's talk about Mass Effect first because you do have the forum post, and there have been some good questions and comments in there. I think you've got some pretty good support. We don't have a lot of votes yet on it. Um, I think it's about eighty-nine percent in support, eleven percent against. With I forget how many votes you had at the moment. Uh, I think it needs more visibility. Um, a lot of forum posts do, which is one of the reasons we we try and talk about these things on Making Bank. Right now, there's only eighteen votes, and so uh, there's been one hundred and fifty-nine views and some replies. So uh, Marvel is always very supportive. He's worked with you quite a bit. Flow Science had some had some good uh, comments. Uh, he's worked in academia, uh, taught at the university level, I believe, for seven years or so. Um, and yeah, so those are, those are some of the main comments that are there, but I think, I think folks, it's worth taking a look and you have a call to action there and it's not, you're not really asking for funding. You're asking for expertise and connection, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not asking. I'm actually going to be paying these uh, the subject matter experts to be leading some of these knowledge sessions. Um, so yeah, it's really just an ask to kind of like nominate. You can self nominate as well, um, but I'm trying to create the network of educators and learners, and doing that by leading some knowledge sessions either on uh, Twitter Spaces or Zoom. So. I'm looking for like subject matter experts that can represent various communities like Bankless DAO um, to help lead those sessions. Uh, kind of like I said before, like anyone can be an educator. We all have information that we are able to share that other people are looking for. And Bankless DAO has a lot of subject matter experts on a lot of different topics. So I would love to get some contributors from the DAO involved with these sessions. That's a great call to action. Um, so yeah, take a look at the forum post, follow up with Manuel. We've got the Gitbook doc that you've written regarding Mass Effect. We've got the forum post, and that's all in the show notes. Uh, so folks can go ahead and take a look at that. Did you maybe want to touch on Crypto Nexus and those IRL events that you're starting to spin up? Sure, we did two in New York, uh, and they were both uh, in partnership with Bankless DAO. So what these are is they're in-person workshops. Eventually it will be for all industries, but right now we're focusing on the financial industry. So banks, investment companies, hedge funds, financial services, fintech, any kind of like web two financial professional or business that is looking to make the transition from web two to web three. And we're basically providing that bridge. Like we are their first stop to educate them on what the blockchain is, what cryptocurrencies are, what the opportunities are for them as individuals, as well as their businesses. And yeah, we did uh, the partnership with uh, BankStyle. All of the instructors were BankStyle contributors. It was myself, Bo, Coffee and Crypto, Rotorless, Eladane, and Sanad. And it, it went really well. We had two workshops. I think in total, there were between 50 and 60 different professionals, uh, fintech professionals, financial services professionals. And the reviews were amazing. I mean, there was one in particular, there was this woman that was on the fence about making a career change. And the feedback that she gave at the end was, thanks to this workshop, I've now made up my choice to work in compliance, crypto compliance. So I thought that was really awesome that we could provide that information and that inspiration. And then obviously, like through the partnership with the DAO, we did a revenue share as well as like paid all the contributors. So it was a great money-making opportunity for the contributors. All in all, it was just, it was pretty solid. The first two kind of like pilots, it was a test just to make sure that we could deliver on our promises. And I think we did a pretty good job with that. So now we're going to be expanding into different cities. 
So we're taking a look at the schedule for the rest of the year, and we're looking at different locations, different events to hopefully piggyback on. So there's definitely a, a continued opportunity for Bankless DAO to get involved with these things. Wow, that's pretty exciting to me, actually. I've done in-person seminars in the past many years ago with a large tech company, and they're there's quite a lot of logistics involved in getting those put together and having a nice venue and making sure that you've got good materials and good follow-up and all of that, especially when it's a paid event. So congratulations on pulling that off, especially doing the first, really the beta out of the gate. Yeah. How are you onboarding people into that and making sure that when you do host an event, I don't know the length of it, is it like a couple hour seminar and then you've got support materials, is there follow-up? And then how do you ensure that the people leading the sessions are a qualified to do that? Or maybe, I don't know, do you have people shadow maybe? You do an IRL event and then you've got some people that are going to be leading or running a session in the future. Do you have opportunities for them to observe and then participate before you go full on? Because that can be a bit daunting for folks that maybe haven't done that before. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a full day. So they start coming in at 8 a.m. We get started at 9 and we end at 4.30 or 5 with happy hour. So it's it's a full day, very, very hands-on, very interactive workshop. It's not like the typical workshop that some of these uh, corporate types are, are used to. Like at 9 o'clock, we're like, all right, open your laptops and we're going to do a swap on on Zapper. So it's, we really, really dive right in. So the, the way we're onboarding them is we take the individual approach. So it's, we teach them how to do it from like a retail perspective. So we teach them how to swap, how to bridge, how to use different networks, the differences between like layer one and layer two. And it, it goes back and forth between lecture style. Like we'll teach them about, okay, this is the blockchain. This is how it works. This is how consensus works. This is how proof of work works. Is that proof of stake? And then we'll do, okay, so now that we did a little bit of proof of stake, let's go actually stake something. And we walk them through that and say, you know, now what you've just done is you've contributed to the security of the network. So it's very hands-on and educational in that way. And yeah, for the instructors, there was an initial interview process. Uh, what makes working with Bankless DAO really great is we know so many of the contributors. Like we kind of know the level of competence and the abilities and the subject matter expertise of a lot of the contributors. So it made the interview process a little bit easier, but there were a lot of really good applicants. You know, it had to make kind of like the hard decision because we can hire everybody. But that's also good because kind of like you said, the shadowing, like there is an opportunity as we continue to grow to have opportunities for people to come as like an assistant instructor, to shadow, to learn how to deliver the content. So as we grow and as we're doing multiple events in multiple cities at the same time, we can have a team in London at the same time that we have a team in Singapore or Switzerland. So there, there is definitely an opportunity to grow as an instructor, get, to get a little more comfortable because you're right, it is very daunting to be in front of a room full of CEOs and CFOs and senior VPs at very important financial institutions. So uh, yeah, there is the opportunity for growth and learning there. Yeah, that, that could be a very tough room. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty cool. Well, what's funny is like, if you treat everyone like people and you don't let the title intimidate you, then everyone just like extremely nice. They just want to learn. 
it's more intimidating to think of, but when you're actually there and you're getting to know them, it's really nothing to worry about. Yeah. And I also think for anyone who has not taught before, and I think anyone who has, well, this will resonate is you go in to teach a subject and you come out learning things that you didn't know before because your, your students know things you don't, or they bring a perspective or a set of questions or, or an approach that never even occurred to you. And again, that goes back to learning by teaching. You know, you teach, you learn. And it's not just about disseminating information, internalizing it in your audience, and then having them go and spread it. It's a reciprocal thing. Whether it's having to get a deeper understanding of the subject so that you can explain it more succinctly and clearly, or whether it's getting feedback in the form of a question you hadn't thought of or a perspective you hadn't heard, then deepens your knowledge and gives you yet another way to analogize it or communicate it in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And just speaking from experience, that's exactly what's happening with me. Like as we're creating this content, I'm picking up new information or or thinking of new ways to explain it that is a little bit more clear and concise. And yeah, I've I've learned a lot about proof of stake that I didn't really know about before or like the way that staking with protocols like Lido works. So even though we're creating these workshops to teach exactly to your point, like I'm learning just as much. 100%. Well, it seems like all these things really dovetail nicely. You've got Crypto Nexus, which is the IRL, almost a one-on-one. Well, it is a one-on-one because you do the group sessions. There's a one-on-one during it, and then there's follow-up afterward. And then the broader idea with Mass Effect trying to lever, level that up. And, you know, IRL events with small groups, they're absolutely fantastic and it's a great way to learn. But not everybody can do that and not necessarily go to the city where it's available, that kind of thing. And so uh, then Mass Effect is a way to do it in other ways, whether you're doing Zoom meetings or customized documents or whatever the method is, right? Am I characterizing that well or or am I off base there? Yeah, yeah. And and you're right that like a lot of these things are kind of fitting together really well. And I was thinking about this the other day, I was was talking with a friend, they were like, Oh, like, what have you been up to? And as as I'm explaining it, I was like, Okay, like, this is actually really cool, because I've kind of been engineering my life in a way that will hopefully get to where I want to be. And so it's like every decision that I've been making over the past several years have these different things in mind for where I want to go. And, and that's like being in a position where I can create a lot of impact, travel and events. And educating people is like probably one of the most impactful things that I can think of. And, you know, I've been doing that at, at Bankless Tower. Me, not specifically educating, but at least helping to create some of the structures and, and frameworks to help educate Crypto Nexus education, Mass Effect is education, and then also Crypto Nexus is allowing me to travel and do events. So it's hitting everything together. Um, and I think that having all those pieces fit together just allows me to do those individual things to like a higher degree or to a better degree. Because then I'm like living it every day just through different projects, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And it's that mosaic you've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That analogy works for more ways than one. (laughs) It sure does. And you know, mosaics survive. Mosaics do survive. This mosaic you're building and that everyone can build to develop some permanence of knowledge, to carry that forward, and to build relationships, really. It's hard to build relationships, especially lately, these past few years with people being so isolated and then 
typically meeting in Zoom meetings or uh, Discord, wherever, in these places. And so I think these are some really great ways to to build that set of connections, powerful connections, because when you've demonstrated some trust, you've taught somebody something that sticks with them. And, and talk about yeah, pay it forward. Absolutely. It's really a powerful, powerful thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Any Anything else you wanted to touch on that we haven't talked about? We talked about Crypto Nexus, Mass Effect, touched on the GSE. We're going to do some more stuff with GSE. We've got Justice coming on, and then we're going to try and I think we're going to start doing a series of some uh, unpacking the GSE conversations from Community Call and other things. Okay. So look nice. forward to that. Um, yeah, happy to be a part of those as well. All right, Manuel. Well, thanks so much. We've covered a lot of topics here. There's many ways to uh, to check out things that Manuel and I have discussed. There's the education partnership proposal with Mass Effect that was posted on forum.banklesscommunity on June 9. There is the Crypto Nexus. How, what is the best way to get in touch regarding Crypto Nexus? Probably reaching out to me on Discord. That's probably the best way. Okay, cool. You are... Manuel Macu, M-A-N-U-E-L-M-A-C-C-O-U, number 6974 on Discord. We have this all in the show notes. Your Twitter handle, you are at Manuel Macu. So those are the best ways to get in touch. All right. Anything to leave out anything? No, I, I think we covered everything. I uh, definitely appreciate you having me here. And uh, yeah, it was a great conversation. All right. Great. Thanks, Manuel. I had a great time. Thanks again for coming on Making Bank. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. This has been Making Bank, a production of Bankless DAO. If you'd like to learn more about Bankless DAO, please visit bankless.community on the web for more information on how to get started. And of course, if you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, and follow on your favorite podcast platform.